You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode down in the stockyards today. If you can hear some background noise going on, there's trucks driving by. It's it's a Monday today, so this probably won't go out on a Monday, but it is a Monday when we're recording, and it's busy down here. Um, the man sat across from me, if you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram video, is Michael Weideman and fun fact Michael did the logo for This Is Oklahoma yeah that was, that was a while back too wasn't it yeah that was about a year ago no I think it's more than that more than that yeah oh yeah, wow. it's like it's definitely two yeah yeah two and a bit I think it's a, it's gone fast it's a long time um, <laughs> wow but May, yeah, it's good to finally do this. I know we've tried to do this a bunch of different times, um, but finally, good time to record, share some stories. Um, you know, you, you're always super busy. You're always trying new things. And, uh, you know, most recently, it's it's the candles, which look amazing. I haven't smelled well, any of them you. yet. But what's the company for the candles? It's called Tallgrass. Tallgrass, okay. Uh-huh. Um, I'll post all the links for everyone listening down below. But, yeah, we're just going to catch up today, shoot, uh, shoot some stories and hang out. And, yeah, let's, I mean... Were you born and raised here or not? I was. I was born in uh, Oklahoma City and okay. raised in Choctaw. So okay, yeah. I feel like I had um, kind of that in between of what Oklahoma City was and then like small town Oklahoma, small town yeah. country. Yeah, I was right on the border, so I got the best of both worlds. Yeah, so, yeah. Was born and raised here. Went to school at Christian Heritage in Dell City. Okay, and then for college ended up at OU. Yeah, and so kind of been all over Oklahoma City. Do you go to OU for the full four years? I started off at Oklahoma Christian and okay. then went to Rose State and yeah. OCCC. So I feel like I'm the expert in yes, like higher definitely. ed in Oklahoma. But Which, uh, people knowing you will be like, Michael didn't, Michael probably didn't go to university. He's probably just that person who just went out on his own, <laughs> right? And I bet I that's wish. people who, yeah, but that's, that's funny. So, I mean, everyone probably knows you for, for a lot of photography stuff, yes. right? Branding, marketing, website development, uh, logo design like you did for mine. Where does kind of that first like camera memory come in? So my first time thinking of a camera, it's actually really funny. So my dad was a photographer. Okay. And when I was growing up, he would always like pull, we'd we'd be driving and he'd stop. And uh, uh, so he'd be like, let's take some photos. And I was always so annoyed as a kid. And uh, so I was like, I'm never going to be a photographer. But uh, then when I was 18, we're going on a senior class trip to Boston. Mm -hmm. And so he gave me a camera. He's like, hey, just take it, play with it. And so I took his camera. I think I actually destroyed one of his like really expensive lenses <laughs> on that trip, but uh, not knowing the value of the yeah, lens. I was yeah, like, was yeah, like, yeah, let's just play with the manual focus ring. That's all good. Yeah. So, um, but after that, I like fell in love with photography, and so had some graduation money. Yeah. Bought my own camera, and then. Uh, my first year of photography, which obviously, like, when you get started and when you're young, oh, you're taking yeah. photos of, like, leaves Anything. and build yeah. yeah. Anything in the back up. Right. But yeah. I would walk downtown back yeah. and forth. And so, and I do that now, but, like, obviously with a different perspective. But it's kind of funny how it started with yeah. me just, like, walking around exploring downtown. And that was 2011. Right. So that was before a lot of this was developed. And it was actually, I have a lot of memories. When they changed where I-40 was. Yeah. Uh, there used to be an overpass and then they shut it down and they're still like removing it, demolishing it, mm-hmm. but you could sneak up on there. And so okay. people would go up there and longboard and I would just go up there and take a lot of photos. So that's so cool. Yeah. So 
then that was a point where like I can probably make money doing this. I think I might want to do. <laughs> when was that decision? So that decision wasn't until much later. So after college, um, I had a degree in nonprofit management, mm-hmm. um, and I graduated in 2015. And around that year, the oil industry was busting. Like it yeah, kind it of is now. Good shape, yeah. Is it? yeah. So it's not the best time if you're in nonprofits because right. so many foundations are are sponsoring mm-hmm. nonprofits. So no one was hiring and I was waiting tables and I was like, well, I've been doing photography. That's kind of like a hobby for this many years. Right. Why not go for it? And at the time I didn't really know any better. And so people were telling me that the only way you can make it in photography was real estate or weddings. Sure. Real estate sounded pretty boring to no, me. If you ask, <laughs> if you ask Kenan, who's probably might listen to this and, and everyone else that does real estate photography, it's extremely boring. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, I want to tell stories and I think right. I was always interested in, in that aspect of everything. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, weddings are like, pretty intense stories to capture so yeah so i did that for uh four years yeah yeah and that was scissor tail stories is that what yep. the brand was okay scissor tail stories which at the time i had no idea but it sounds a lot like scissor tail media so i might have stolen a little <laughs> bit of their business accidentally but it kind of worked out yeah. yeah and and then then i mean those four years you weren't just shooting in oklahoma right you were going all over traveling like yeah. some of the show i mean i think even recently you were down where did you, you were like Horseshoe Bend or something like yeah. last end of last year, mm-hmm. right? Driving yep. out to catch a sunset or something like that. Like, this Michael just driven to Horseshoe Bend <laughs> just to take a couple of wedding photos and then driven back? Yeah. That's, so, that's what it looked like. Yeah. So I was very, very fortunate. And I mean, that's how I ended up in marketing now. Right. But I knew that I didn't want to be in Oklahoma wedding photographer because it's a really saturated market. Sure. So I really marketed myself and how I did my website and SEO. Mm-hmm. I got, I think every year, at least half my clients were out of state. That's and so, so cool. for a nobody in Oklahoma to like end right. up, I went to um, Cancun, Washington state, a lot in California, Colorado, yeah. Arizona, North Carolina. All paid for? Yeah. Like all like travel trip yeah. paid for. It's in the budget. Come yeah. on out. That's <laughs> sick. So like, I was going to tack on a couple more days and hang out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, absolutely. Like, like the one in Cancun was like, yeah, I got to stay an extra day and yeah. have this all paid resort and hang out on the beach. And it's so much fun. It was awesome. It was a great time. It was just, I'm glad to be transitioning away from it now sure. just because it was so much effort to get those clients in. It was so much time marketing. So it wasn't right. even like, time doing the job it was like yeah running that side of things where now i get to do that for other people but that is my job so yeah because if you're marketing like not just to oklahoma i mean you're it's easy to focus on one thing and market to one area isn't it yeah but with i mean you're spending i'm sure more money to market to more people in different states and then you got to learn the demographics of a place you've never been to and all the rest of it well the crazy part was is that i never spent any money on ads and so that's what really made that's what helped me transition and work with woodsman and we had a lot of success with his website but it was all organic seo just organic marketing efforts so No dollars spent, just a lot of time, a lot of energy. and Like for a business coming in and saying, look, I can help you out. You're really not going to have to spend much. Yeah. That's a huge plus. Right. right. And that's what, so like where we're sitting now um, with with Boxcar Woody, mm-hmm. his, the owner here, he's got Google ads down to a T. Like he's yeah. so smart about that. And so we're kind of, we have some projects coming up. We're joining heads on mm-hmm. and uh, I'm bringing like my organic SEO and just general marketing strategies. And yeah. then he has all that familiarity with Google ads. And so we're hoping combining the two, it's going to be, it should be a huge hit. Yeah. 
It's like that clip that's kind of going around on social media right now with that kid who sat there and it's like, orders are coming in. Have you seen that clip? Recently? I don't know if I have. There's a clip, this guy, I think he's selling designs or something online and like his family's videoing him and it's obviously the sound is on. It's just like bing, bing, bing as the orders keep coming in. Oh, wow. Um, it's stuff like that. Like those yeah. moments of the stuff that you live for, for someone who's marketing <laughs> yeah. for yourself and for another business. Right. Just to prove that you can do it, you know. There's right. nothing better than hitting the nail on the head and being successful at yeah, something right and getting sure. a win but why i guess i mean wedding photography it's like it gets a bad rep sometimes doesn't it because you get a lot of people who just oh i'm gonna become a wedding photographer yeah. it's the easy inroad yeah like i said that and real estate it's less boring than real estate but i'm sure there were times where you love doing what you do otherwise you wouldn't have yeah. done it for four years right right no i did love it a lot i think it is such a saturated market mm. as I mean it's pretty obvious. And I think that's because it's the obvious market, like you right. said. I think right now what I've been encouraging photographers is like find your niche and then like also everything's problem solving. So like if you're trying to sell a house yeah. or you want to preserve memories of weddings, that's obvious problems to solve. Mm -hmm. But there's so many other avenues you could find and right. you might be the only one that can find those avenues, but there are so many problems to be solved with a camera. Yeah. And so I think from just stepping into marketing, especially now it's like, Oh, I, I see so much more need for media. And so like, that's not really like what I'm spending my time day to day doing. Yeah. But, uh, I think if people get creative and figure out their, the problems they can help businesses solve and like start framing their thought process that way, they're yeah. going to find like a lot more success. Yeah. And I think when you say that Eric's the one that comes to mind, right? Yes. Yeah. Eric has just found, you know, his niche and his passion and, like he's just gone at it 100 percent. yeah like that's his corner that he's going yeah. after and i don't know anyone else in the state that's doing that right as well as he is in right. such a short time right so it's really i know you're helping him with his work i love his logo his e with the yeah, little spear on it with his texas fun. sadly texas orange colored <laughs> e um but yeah that, that was really cool to see that and i know that you know i think we've got some things coming up soon we're going to go up i think in a couple of weeks to into native acres i think up in Okay. Up near, he he set that up. It's up near, um, just north of Okachi. They're nice. like a ranch, typical like Oklahoma ranch kind of thing. Yeah. But we're going up there, so that'll be a lot of fun. Um, but tell me about this this candle stuff, because you know it's not it's not something a young man would get into as a business, right? right? Like I saw <laughs> candles, I was like, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a little different. Um, I'm not a buyer of candles myself, but. Right. I mean, when I do, it's usually from, you know, the typical run of the mill, go to the, go to the store and get your everyday Ikea style right. candle, right? right? It's not like what you do. So I know what it is, but tell, tell everyone listening exactly. And we can dive in. We got loads of time. We can dive oh, into yeah. the whole thing and, and I mean, sell everybody your candles right Let's now. Let's do it. Um, well, I guess the first answer to the question, why candles, uh, as you can tell, like I am obsessed with small brands yeah. and there's a lot in Southern California and Texas that I look up to as kind of like, uh, I don't, well, some of them I've actually been able to build relationships. Mm -hmm. I would say mentors, but I'll, definitely inspiration. Yeah. Um, one that comes to mind is man ready mercantile in Houston, Texas. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's a, he's a huge presence in the community and it's like a man's home good slash clothing and apparel. So he brings sure. in like, leather and wax canvas bags uh like a lot of the um i don't know just kind of that 
garage slash sure. culture, like craft beers and stuff. Okay. But his story is he got started making candles. And so I was like analyzing it because I've always wanted to do kind of uh, more of an apparel focused brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to do apparel, you have to have a large amount Which of capital. Which you did previously, right? I, I attempted. Yeah. I dabbled. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, <laughs> I've tried to sell t-shirts myself. It's a nightmare. Right. I have one design. Right. You know? So it's, it's definitely a very tough market and I do have the same goal. Yeah. But the thing with apparel, as you probably know, ordering the t-shirts is you have to have a large sum of capital up front oh, yeah. to really invest because, you know, you can't just make it as you go. Right. So the, when I was looking at Man Ready Success, I was like, well, candles you can make in your kitchen. It's super scalable. Yeah. And it's like something you're doing on your own. And so if you just have the wax and the fragrance oils and, and really like obviously bring it together and brand it and sell sure. it. But it's really scalable. And so um, that's kind of been my goal is like, well, I'm going to start with this because I didn't have very much money this spring. And so I was like, I could start with this, grow it because I know how to. I already had the relationships with the local stores and the vendors and and stuff like that. And then the goal is this summer and fall to bring in apparel and really like bring it to fruition. Sure. But uh, it's actually been cool, though, because once I did the candles um, and the whole brand is kind of inspired by Oklahoma. Yeah. And uh, which I want to get into more. But what's no, been we, cool. Like I said, we can. We've got loads of time. <laughs> what's been cool, though, is like so I made these fragrances inspired by my memories growing up in Oklahoma. Yeah. I want it to be like I want it to be a story of Oklahoma that hasn't been told yet. I really think mm-hmm. especially from a brand standpoint, it's all been very polished. Right. Like anything that's Oklahoma, there's like a bison on it or a scissor tail on it. I have scissor tail stories, wedding website. Like it's the easy go to. Yeah, it is. And I think Oklahoma, it's split between you have this very polished, uh, urban core that's trying really hard to be like Austin or Kansas city Mm -hmm. or Denver. And you have this rural areas that are like known as being redneck. But I think Oklahoma is in between. Right. And I think Oklahoma is so unique that we don't need to try to be anything else. We just need to be like who we are. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. So the word that always comes to my mind is like uh, adolescence. Okay. I think like Oklahoma, you know how everyone says like, oh, it's a flyover state. Yeah. It's like, well, we know it's not. We have a good time here. Sure. If you anyone that has been here knows now that it's not. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think, but what I think is cool is like, yeah, it's cool. We have a gathering place and it's cool. We have nice restaurants, but mm-hmm. like we were having fun here for decades. And yeah. so it's like, if you ask Oklahoma, like what their favorite memories are of Oklahoma, mm-hmm. it's like going to Grand Lake, getting, right. you know, getting a little drunk, going to yeah. the Illinois river on float trips. It's like bonfires or even for me is like, I remember so distinctly, like when I first got my driver's license, mm-hmm. going to like County roads and the gravel and tearing up the paint job. Cause I was just going way too <laughs> fast, you know? Yeah. And it was just like, so I think it's kind of, it is a little bit rebellious. It's a little gritty. And, uh, I feel like that story hasn't been portrayed anywhere. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's the whole, like, it's the whole way you grew up. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Like exactly. in the whole way most people would have grown up if they right. lived kind of, I mean, a little bit in the country. Yeah. You know? I mean, even, now even, like, the city's growing and the country's getting further and further away, but... Right. I mean, I'm pretty sure kids are probably still driving around like idiots yeah. in the backcountry. Just oh, absolutely. Just getting drunk and smoking stuff they shouldn't be smoking, right? <laughs> exactly. Like, that's what you do when you're a kid. Yeah. You're, you're an idiot. Like, right. You don't know any better. Well, and that's the thing is, like, those memories, like, obviously I think everyone learns from it and grows 
past it yeah. almost in a way. Sure. You know, like you have to go through that phase. Yeah. But yeah, it's like that's like some of life's like best lessons and memories. You know? Yeah, like crashing your car or something <laughs> right. like that. Like I, you know, it's I'm I'd be surprised. There's not many people out there who grew up that didn't grow up in the country that hasn't right. crashed a car. Right. Because that's what you know. You, like I said, it's a stage of learning. That yeah. If, thankfully, if you survive, which yeah. most people do, yeah, um, it's just yeah, like some of the best memories that I have are you know back in Wales that are doing stuff you shouldn't be doing, and, yeah. and you laugh about it today. But back you know now you laugh about it then, and you also laugh about it now. But now you're like, right. how did I get away with <laughs> right. that? Right, right, absolutely. But those are the memories that you, you remember. Yeah. Those are the memories I remember, and I think. Like, Oklahoma and Tulsa growing, it's such a new phenomenon. Like, mm. we're talking about past five years, maybe. We're talking about Elon Musk coming to Tulsa right, right now. Yeah. Which so I don't it's think it's going to happen, but... It'd be nice if it did, It would though. be, yeah. But, I mean, there's still plenty of other jobs coming in, too. Yeah, there is. Yeah. But I feel like most people over the age of 20 you talk to, they could relate to at least some of those memories. Oh, yeah. And so what's been cool, though, is even in the candles, because it's like, you can't really take photos of a candle and represent that right but like i try to tie in stories and i try to like build these fragrances around these ideas Mm -hmm. and instantaneously like people when they smell it they're like like i had one guy he smelled the talhina candle and he was like i remember going and picking blackberries with my dad when we go go camping and i'm like okay that's awesome that's if that memory comes back up that distinctly without any prompt yeah. That's like, okay. Can you say awesome. that on camera to me so I can... Yeah. Like, <laughs> just like, put it out on an ad everywhere. <laughs> just comes across your website. Right. First video you see. Yeah. Because so, that's the stuff that you, That's why you do it. Yeah. And I think... And that's kind of like the thing is like... I don't think Tallgrass is going to be like the biggest money maker in my life. Sure. But I think it's like just a story of Oklahoma, like I said, that mm. like... I've been dying to get out there, but I haven't had the proper, like, medium, and I haven't had, like, the proper, like, it it hasn't been orchestrated well enough. Yeah. And so I'm hoping this is kind of my chance to really get that through. So, yeah. What what kind of fragrances do you have right now? Is that what you call them? Fragrances? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I guess scents. Yeah, scents. Yeah, Yeah, I guess, yeah. But, uh, so I'm up to six now. I just released two more. And then we went, I started with just four eight ounce candles and i grew two more fragrances have four ounce options wax melts and then i'm bringing out soaps this month so i went from like four products to like 24 in a month so that's been like a huge scale challenge um and i really i think putting me on the spot and like saying like explain each fragrance well i mean (laughs) might be a challenge but well okay so the ones that mean the most to you i said they all mean a lot but the ones that you can think of right now that you have like a significant memory of so my absolute favorite's called the wildfire and uh this one's really special to me because it's based on a childhood memory and it's the first time i noticed like oklahoma's ecology and so i'm really passionate about that now so i think a lot of people don't realize but like Oklahoma has a second most eco zones out of any state in the country. I did not know that. So we're second only to Texas, and Texas is huge. Massive, yeah. 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 But so, like, I mean, if you go, think about, like, Colorado, it's, like, mostly alpine. Sure. But if you go, like, from southeast Oklahoma, like, Broken Bow, Broken... Yeah. Or is it Broken Bow or Broken Yeah, Air? both. I uh, Broken Bow. Yeah. Broken Air is next to Tulsa. Yeah. So yeah. if you go from Bo- Broken Bow all the way up to Gloss Mountains, you have, like, swamps, yeah. you have mountains, you have prairies, you have these plateaus, like... Mm. It's it's pretty insane when you think yeah. about it. And so, um, anyways, when I was a kid, growing up in Choctaw, 
I remember the first time just driving and there's like a little a wildfire that went through some properties sure. so just some fields and it was cool because every summer as I drove by like first it was just like all black then next year I drove by in the summertime there'd be like sunflowers growing up yeah, yeah. and then like new brush grows up and then trees and there's still these like like charred roots or these charred trunks yeah. sticking out but it's the first time like my mind started like processing that so now as I've been like really studying Oklahoma and its ecology it's mm-hmm. like well, the wildfires are such a crucial part of why our soil is so rich and valuable. Yeah. And uh, it's just a part of like how nature works in this ecosystem and kind of like this clearing the way for new life to grow. Yeah. Um, so there's that element to it. And then there's obviously like this childhood connection to it. And then it's also just like a really great fragrance. So it's right. like sage, lavender and, and smoke tie together and yeah. so that one's been my absolute favorite fragrance and i always love like sharing that story that's really cool that one and then there's one called the talahina which that one i really enjoy um because it's like so it's peaches uh peaches pine and bourbon and okay. so what it reminds me of is i have these memories like growing up in the summertime there's like all these orchards mm-hmm. around oklahoma and so I feel like the popular thing to do is your mom would grab you and the, like her, the kids, right? Yeah. We'd go off to the orchard, pick peaches. But as a kid, you know, like when you eat a peach in summer, like it's already hot outside, but yeah. it's also really sticky. And so like getting it's all of your just clothes. It's the best yeah. food to be eating as a right. kid. It's juicy like, is getting everywhere. Right. It's yeah. just super messy, yeah. but it's like such a fun memory. Right. And so I, to me, that's kind of like. It's like the picturesque, like Oklahoma, what Oklahoma is to me. Okay. Because it's kind of like. Like, especially if you look at our history, yeah, like, everything about Oklahoma is a little messy. Yeah. But there's also, like, a lot of sweetness, and then it's just, like, a learning experience overall. So, it's just, like, that, to me, kind of uh, encapsulates it really well. Right. And so, that one's been a fun fragrance, too. Yeah. One of the other things, um, getting away from the candles, that, that you do that I love, and I think a lot of people like it as well, is you pretty much drive everywhere. Yeah. Like, the road trips you take, like <laughs> yeah. it's, I, mean, I don't know how many thousands of miles the car's got on it, but the car's been pretty much everywhere, right? So my first car was a was a pickup, and I started doing these road trips when I was mm. a freshman in college. I got that car up to, I think, almost 400,000 miles. Yeah. <laughs> and then my second car I got up to almost 300, and this one's approaching 200. So, yeah. yeah, my parents moved when I was in college out to Arizona and California. And okay. so once I hit college... Uh, for every like break from school you drive out i drive yeah. out but i would like make it a long trip and go visit like national parks in between mm-hmm. and then after i graduated i was just like a freelance wedding photographer sure and i was like doing a bunch of sessions out on the west coast anyways so i would like spend two or three months like sleeping on the back of my car and, the, and, sound, <laughs> like to some people they're like that sounds horrific to me right. that sounds amazing yeah no like, it was absolutely awesome why not? i'd love to do that it's like I think when you kind of take yourself out of your routine, yeah, like you just kind of open yourself up sure. to whatever life throws at you. And so I got to meet some really cool people and like have memories that mm-hmm. like, yeah, I was just, I'm really, really glad I did that. Yeah. Yeah. We, when you're like, you say sleeping in the back of the car, where, where are you like stopping to stay? Like, so for the most part, like if you stop at, um, any truck stop, like the truckers are sleeping there. Yeah. So like no one's really going to bother you. Like you're not going to get in trouble for sleeping there. Sure. So that was kind of like one go to, um, if you get into like national forests, it's usually pretty chill. Just pull over. Yeah. If you go off like kind of on the like dirt roads, you just kind of yeah. veer off. And then 
thankfully I'd like intersperse it with uh, visiting like friends and family right. out there. So you know you get to like shower and crash on their couch. And, yeah, yeah. Any uh, crazy stories? <laughs> Any crazy, crazy yeah. people banging on your window at the middle um, of the night? I did learn the hard way. I stopped at Joshua Tree and tried to sleep there one night. Yeah. And uh, you're not supposed to do that at National okay. Park. So I was woken up by a park ranger at like 1 a.m. And so I just drove into town and yeah. slept at a gas station. But um, the probably craziest experience was one of my very first trips where I really was like pushing myself, like go longer and everything. So yeah. I went out to Colorado. I was trying to go to Great Sand Dunes National Park. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, it's, it's an am- awesome it's place. Unbel- yeah, when yeah. you climb up there and you're like, I'm yes. so far away from the car right now. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it's like going as you climb, it's like you think you're there and then it's yeah. like there's another dune and yeah. it never ends. But outside of there is a place called Zapata Falls. And it's in National Forest Land. And so I was pulling up, and this is like, I think, February. So it's like still wintertime in Colorado. Yeah. And uh, so I'm trying to go up this National Forest Road, and it starts like snowing. There's snow on the ground. I don't know where I am. It's dark. You can't really see very well. Like, you know. So I'm going up this road. It's icy. And you're like, I'm climbing up this mountain. And I just remember calling my dad. I was like freaking out. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where this road's going. Like, I don't know if my car is going to actually make it. Yeah. And so eventually I kind of get like halfway up this mountain and I stop and I'm just like, okay, like it's like midnight. I think no one's going to bug me. You know, I'm just going to like sleep and whatever happens. And so I just stopped. I felt like it was a flat surface, put on the parking brake. And then I remember just popping the back, got my sleeping bag. And waking up and like the sunrise was coming and I had this like perfect view of like there's great sand dunes right there and then all the mountains behind it. Yeah. And it was like the most like magical way to wake oh, up. After being freaked yeah. out. All right, night. right. It was like so peaceful and then like no one was around and so I gotta go hike to the falls by myself and have yeah. the whole mountain to myself essentially and so it was cool. awesome. Yeah. Those are some of the moments like that, especially when you're on your own traveling. Like traveling with people is fun, but when you're on your own yeah. traveling, it's just a sense of peace and like you just <laughs> it, it's a weird feel. If you've never done it, you don't understand it. But if you're on your own and you're in the middle of nowhere, like yeah. it's you really get to see some cool things, yeah, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah. And then when you tell people about them, no one can get it because they right. have like there's just no way to explain it because right. they've not been there, they've not right. seen it. But I will say. Two to three months by yourself. Yeah. It gets a little extreme. Like, you start, like, you're like, I shouldn't be talking to myself this much. But so I would do it in moderation. <laughs> right. That's fair enough. Is there, what trips, I guess, would you, would you recommend for people that, you know, if, say, there's a couple or just someone listening that just wants to get away and, you know, where, where, where would be like the, the go to from here that's, that's a good, that's a good trip, but also not like the extreme? Right. I think, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed, okay, so east of LA, Mm -hmm. you obviously have Joshua Tree, you obviously have Palm Springs. Yeah. And then if you want something like a little more gritty, if you go south, there's this abandoned area by, I think it's called the Sultan Sea. Okay. And they're trying to make it like a tourism area and then it just busted. Yeah. So you have like all this old mid-century like motels and gas stations are... And then um, that's also right by Salvation Mountain, which I don't know if you've seen Into Mm -hmm. the Wild. I have, yeah. Yeah, okay, you know where, like... With, um... Who was in that movie? Oh, that was the early 2000s. Was it... I'm trying to think. Is it, like, the cartoon one? No, no, no. no. Or was it the one with, like, Ryan Gosling? 
No, so it ha- it's about What's it called? it's trying. about this kid who like he runs away. Yeah. And he just like leaves everything behind. I'm and then sure he- I've seen it. I know I have. That's a pretty common one. It's not a cartoon, but is there like a character in it that he finds that's not like real? No. I'm thinking of something else. I mean, it's uh, a pretty generic. Yeah. Into the wild, you know. I probably saw. Yeah. Okay. But I think anyways, I've seen it. he ends up at this like it's a it was a former marine station. And they bulldoze it, but they mm-hmm. have all these concrete slabs, so it's called Slab City. Okay. And it's like a bunch of homeless people that started like a giant art installation. Right. <laughs> so it's called Salvation Mountain, and um, I actually stayed the night there, and that was fun. Yeah. But I would go check that out. So like, if you go east of LA, like yeah, you have Joshua Tree, awesome area, especially if you like to hike. Mm-hmm. Uh, the town outside of it, super fun. You have Palm Springs if you want something a little more like go to a resort, go to the pool, yeah. look at, you know, like really good dining um, places to eat and really cool architecture. And then if you want to like explore and like yeah. check something out that's really different, if you decide south, there's, yeah. Yeah. Sounds so, it sounds like I want, I want to go on an adventure <laughs> right now. Like, especially with now, like what's going on, like travel right. cheap, but you could jump in the car and pretty much oh, go yeah. wherever you wanted. Right. That no, would that be would sick. be a super, it's kind of funny. Like, I wish. Kind of wish I was still doing weddings just because I was like, yeah, I could go I have travel. an excuse to right. anywhere I want right now. Right. It's so cheap to travel right now. So yeah. it'd be a great time to live that up. What about in-state? Where would you go on like day trips and stuff? I think Wichita Mounds are always like the go-to, right? Oh, like, yeah. It's like a zoo down there. Yeah. They're crowded so <laughs> it's much. It's so crowded. Yeah. But I think my favorite place has always been Gloss Mountain. Okay. And, uh, um, man, I don't know why I can't think of the name right now. Fairview. Fairview, okay. Oklahoma. And what's really cool about that is it's, like, the easiest hike. And it's, like, one small area. Mm-hmm. So, like, anyone with their family could go up there and do it. But for me, I loved it because if you go up there for sunset, it's, like, the most spectacular view in yeah. Oklahoma. Like, I will, hands down, I think it's probably the best place to catch a sunset in Oklahoma. All right. I have to check that out. Yeah. It's only, like, an hour and a half, too. So, it's really, uh, it's really close. Bad. And then you could... Uh, Depending on how you get up there, I think you swing by like Chickasha and something, go eat or a car cheer. Yeah. I think that's in between. Yeah, I think it's up that way. Yeah. Someone can fact check us on this. They're yeah. probably listening, <laughs> thinking, no, you're out of your mind. It's completely wrong direction. <laughs> wrong direction. Um, but yeah, that's the one thing it's, that's great about, and now that you mentioned the ecosystems, that makes a lot of sense, is the fact that we have so many different things here. Right. Like, you know, within easily within two and a half hour drive right. or two hour drive a day you, trip would be awesome have you met um lieutenant governor yet yeah i've had him yeah we did met him uh no november last year okay. him on the podcast and told some stories right um he's doing a lot of crazy stuff isn't he yeah he's doing i feel like a really fantastic job of bringing like highlighting what mm-hmm. we have state park wise and yeah. then trying to like promote tourism this is a thing like working with Woodsman, I got to meet a lot of the people in the outdoor industry. Okay. I think there's a lot more tourism happening in Oklahoma than we realize. Yeah. Uh, like, I just learned about um, Disney Oklahoma and, like, this overland, like, competitions they have. Like, okay. Like, people are bringing these, like, rugged all-terrain vehicles yeah, from yeah, all yeah. over. Right. And it's like, a, it's like a big gathering out. And I never heard of it. I've been yeah. here 27 years. Never heard of it. And then um, the other thing I never knew about was... Uh, I think it's like paddlefish. You could like it's one of the only places that I like fish for paddlefish. Okay. So we're bringing like anglers from all over the yeah. world, 
so they could like knock that off their fishing bucket list. It's crazy. So man. it's like stuff like that. I think in Oklahoma goes under the radar. Yeah. And it's like no, like we already have stuff happening. I so. saw a stat recently. I think they might have posted it. The governor might have posted it. It was a stat about like the fishing industry and how much money the fishing yeah. industry is bringing to Oklahoma. Yeah. And it was an amount that it was eye watering amount of money. Right. And like okay we need people to fish right like it makes total sense right. now <laughs> absolutely i'm not a huge fan of fishing i never have been but now i understand <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> so i think i think like the people i think people think oklahoma is a boring landscape but it's mm. like well if you drive along i-40 you're going to think that yeah but if you like get off road and like go visit these state parks you're going to be like really amazed at what yeah. we have you know yeah, I love uh, when I interviewed Jesse from uh, Oklahoma Abandoned. Yes. His his goal, uh, every teacher like, I just don't take main highways. And I yeah. find these amazing places. Yeah. And that's one thing that I'd love to do is just hit the road you know, once a week and just go find some place. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, that's a plan for the future. And I know um, like there's so much to see and you can... You know, you could easily fill a year's worth of travel stuff oh, yeah. by just one, you know, going out one day a week kind of thing. Um, to finish up, tell me about what, you, you know, businesses might be listening, people might be listening. What are you doing now? Like, what's the marketing stuff that you're doing? What are you doing for, like I said, we're down at Box Car Woody and, and sell sell me that because it might be, I know how good you are. Some people listening know how good you are, but, you know. See I what, will, tell me what you can do. So I guess kind of just preface that conversation. So like, I think, you know, I've been working with Woodsman Trading yeah. for about a year. And so one, I just came on helping with content just because mm-hmm. I was doing photography and video, but um, that became more of a marketing position. And so I took his store mm-hmm. that he had someone build on Wix, but he wasn't managing or doing anything. And I moved it to Shopify. Okay. And I just implemented kind of like what I understand about SEO and general marketing right. strategies. And so we took it from 300 monthly visitors to 36 monthly vis- or 3,600 monthly yeah. visitors in two months. Wow. And so we're currently ranked in the top 10% of all Shopify sites. And so, and that's without any that's ad dollars. Yeah. So... Uh, that was like really awesome. And so I've been able to grow his business yeah. online and then that's been especially valuable right now with everything going on. Of course. Um, and so I think everyone now is realizing the importance of having a strong online presence yeah. and obviously that goes beyond just like a website, but also marketing in general. So, um, I met the owner of Boscar Woody, Ryan Richardson, just through, uh, we were working on another project, which is still kind of in the works with some other people down in the stockyards. Mm-hmm. Um, but him and I really clicked. And so he kind of brought me on to be his, I think my title is creative director, Yeah, but it's like somewhere between that and marketing director. Yeah. But, um, helping him out with his websites and we're doing a few campaigns and I'm designing, uh, an apparel line for him mm-hmm. and boss car Woody. Um, but yeah, I think what we're working on, when will this episode be released? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> like a few weeks, a couple of weeks. Okay, yeah. good. So then yeah. I can announce that. So we're launching what we're calling revival marketing. Okay. And so it's going to be a place where we can also, we're going to be doing websites, uh, SEO work, obviously, but we're sure. also going to do like, um, Google and ad campaign management mm-hmm. and then also just some general marketing consulting. So, yeah. uh, we're kind of using his established businesses and then I have a few businesses as kind of like the, um, uh, Testing grounds, I guess. Well, yeah, what what would you call it? Like at a car dealership, the display room, I guess. Oh, right? yeah, 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 sure. yeah, yeah. So kind of display what all we could get done. And then um, 
so he's kind of established in his industry and then i have some momentum in my field and so we're just trying to like yeah. that up and go Super for it exciting stuff. so i'm excited for it yeah yeah it's nice to like um yeah, it's just a nice opportunity. Yeah, so. definitely. And you get to hang out in a place like this every day. Yeah. It's like, been <laughs> this is such a... I love the, the mural on the side of this building. It's so cool. Yeah, we're... Uh, we have some big plans for this area, and so we're excited about that. I think this... Like, I knew about the soccer roads for a while. I have memories coming to the mm. Opry, you know, as a kid. Um but it's kind of like that district that I don't think it's as much publicity. Oh, you're only down here if you're in the industry. Yeah. Like, or you want to go sure. to Cattleman's for one steak, and that's right. maybe once a year. Yeah. So yeah. I think, but I think it's going to be cool because I think uh, I think that's going to be changing a lot. So. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I hope it turns into like Fort Worth, <laughs> like yeah. Stockyard City area, yeah. right? Because theirs is booming and like right. it's, it's a it's got a great nightlife too. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's safe enough to walk around down here at night. Maybe <laughs> yeah. not. Not yet. But not yet. hopefully one day it is. Yeah. So awesome. Well, how can everyone like follow you on social media and, and buy candles? Um, so follow Tallgrass Supply. Can I check real quick? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Let me make sure well, your, that's your my personal handle. one is just Michael Weideman, right? Michael Weideman. Okay, so Tallgrass Supply Co. on Instagram. Yeah. And uh, I think it's Shop Tallgrass on uh facebook awesome be good check out the candles kind of follow that story i'm really excited for this summer like i said i think i want to bring out some apparel mm. and then i'm gonna be able to tell a bit more of the story of oklahoma Happy i think days. through that yeah yeah but for now you can get some candles and make your home or office smell good happy days <laughs> definitely set the mood at the house right and then yeah my personal is just michael dot on okay. instagram so um which it's kind of like a hodgepodge of my life. I think I stopped yeah. caring about. <laughs> That's what happens when you have like an Instagram page that you run, like, or, yeah. and then your own personal one. I I do exactly the same thing. Yeah. And it's like you post all these pictures every day to a page that you run or right. you know, that's work, and then your personal one, you're like, oh, I haven't posted anything in like weeks. Yeah. I should probably post something. Right. Like tell people what I'm still doing. <laughs> right. Well, and that's kind of been the the crazy thing for me, and like I guess my journey, because it's like. Like next in a few weeks, I'm going out to Taos to shoot for Stetson, and like, nice. like I should have this really refined, curated personal portfolio. Yeah. But it's like, no, I'm gonna post like a graphic I'm working on or a logo right. or yeah. like talk about my candles. Like, mm -hmm. I was just kind of like, I think people too also really react to like transparency and just like yeah, authenticity. So yeah. it's like, yeah, I got different things going on in my life. You, you just mentioned Stetson. How did that come about? That's a big deal. <laughs> it's going to be a fun project. Yeah. So uh, just... Is that the first time you're going to work with them? Um, they've shared a few of my projects, but I just got in touch with the marketing director there. And nice. Yeah. I uh, I think one of those lessons that like I've learned is like, like I was kind of saying about um, problem solving. So mm -hmm. using your camera to problem solve. Yeah. So... I really don't think it's because of my work. Like, I'm very proud of my work, but there's a billion talented photographers sure. out there. Yeah. Uh, but I pitched the right story that's going to be needed for Father's Day content. Okay. And uh, it's like, why wouldn't you? You know what I'm oh, saying? It was awesome. like too good to pass up. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm going to take, um, you, have you done anything with Commonplace? Commonplace. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Ben and then and, and was Chris, but now Chris right. is not there. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I'm taking Chris out. We're okay. going to Taos, and he's going to be fly fishing with his son, oh, teaching him so how to good. cook over a campfire and stuff like that. And yeah. so it was kind of like that perfect Father's Day pitch. Yeah. And so 
yeah happy days well i look forward to seeing that mate that's gonna be awesome that's gonna, yeah i'm excited for it and no doubt this is this won't be the first time you're the, the last time you're on the podcast i'm <laughs> sure uh we will find another date and do a part two and and whenever yeah. that is because you know i can't wait to share what's going to happen and hopefully see a lot more success in for other businesses and now for yourself as well right. you, you know you've proved you could do it for other businesses and it's time to like okay i, I want to do this for me now yeah. right yeah so um yeah excited to see the father's day the father's day story and if it goes out when is father's day i have no idea i think End june 23rd okay it'll go out before then yeah so whenever that does come out <laughs> We'll share that to everyone listening and watching. But mate, it's been a pleasure. Um, for everyone listening, thanks for checking in and we will catch you next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.